Blog Talk Radio. You know, I love to study Jesus because I love Jesus. And I find out more and more about Jesus every day. And I love Jesus more and more every day, the more time I spend with Him. And so the disciples saw Jesus heal the sick, open blind eyes, cause the lame to walk and the dumb to talk. He, they saw Jesus casting out demons and unclean spirits. They saw Jesus turn the water to wine. They saw Jesus on one occasion go to the graveyard and raise a man from the dead. And so no doubt they decided there's a secret to this man. <laughs> and perhaps one said, aha, maybe it is his prayer life. You know, once you get your prayer life in order, the rest of your life will never be the same. If you want to improve your life, improve your prayer life. Say that to the people sitting on both sides of you. You know, one of the themes for this series is prayer changes things because it changes me. And so the disciples perhaps figured out it must be his prayer life. While we are sleeping, he is praying. While we are watching as the world turns. Sitting on the edge of night, in the midst of a secret storm, he's praying. So they said, well, why don't we ask him to teach us to pray? And they came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Say that, Lord, teach us to pray. And then the sixth chapter of St. Matthew, the ninth through the 13th verses, Jesus is complying with this request. And I read it for you, the words of Jesus. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The first thing that I notice in the Lord's Prayer is that in it Jesus teaches us self-conscious oneness with God all mankind, all manifestation. Notice the first 
two words of the prayer, our Father, and our Father which art in heaven. Let's start with the two words, and let me hear everyone say, our Father. Say it again. Our Father. Father. The first thing that a man, a mind, must do is to establish in his self-consciousness the unshakable truth of his relationship of oneness with God, all men, and all manifestation. To be theological for just a moment, Orthodox theologians would probably call this pantheism, meaning God in all things. And uh, there are strong arguments for and against that. But I'm going to take the prayer and its teaching for just as Jesus gave it. Our. Take the first word for a moment. Notice this prayer. The first thing that this prayer does is to embrace everybody in the very first word. Isn't this interesting? Very first word. And of course, this was always the case in the entire mission of Jesus. He always embraced everybody. He healed folks that he had no business healing. (laughs) He saved folks that he had no business saving. That the world mind would say, why would he save her? One woman had seven devils. (laughs) But Jesus saved her anyway. He invited himself on one occasion to the home of a man that had the worst reputation in town. Zacchaeus. Little short runt of a fella. (laughs) Tax collector that had cheated everybody in town. But Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come on down from that sycamore tree. Today I'm going to dine at your house. Jesus was always including people that the world, and especially the Pharisees, and the most religious people thought that he should have nothing to do with. Now notice, as I say again, the first word in the prayer. What is it? Our. You know... This word has arms. Stretch out your arms when you say this. Our. So you see, when you pray this prayer, you have to embrace everybody. Just as Jesus did. As a matter of fact, the first apostle that Jesus called in the church was a cussed fisherman. A man with a nasty mouth. Here he is with these with this rag-a-tag bunch of people with reputations as bad as his. See, you know, we, we, we love Jesus here. We praise Jesus and so on and so forth. But I've got something to tell you. Jesus did not have a good reputation. He was a bootleg preacher. Yes. He not only got his credentials pulled, he was bodily thrown out of the church. Zoom. And one of the big problems was that he included everybody. Lord, teach us to pray. Well, all right, the first word that has to come out of your mouth and your understanding is what? Our. Our Father. And stay away from these folks who are the only ones that's got God's blessings or got God's truth.
Listen, I don't care what you say. He is our Father. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, there's the hour again, believeth on Him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. When you pray, the first thing that you're doing is opening your arms to love yourself and to love everybody else, to embrace everybody else, and to recognize God as Father. You are establishing your self-conscious oneness with God. The first thing that a man or mind must do is to establish in his self-consciousness the unshakable truth of his relationship of oneness with God. All men, all manifestations. A man's relationship with God is divine oneship. I never heard that term before Reverend Ike said it. Divine oneship. Say that. And you see, this is what we learn from Jesus. We hear him saying all the time, I and my father are three or four. I and my father are one. Jesus says, I and my father are one. Another translation says, I and my father are the same one. Divine sonship is every man's relationship with God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, is the truth of every man. Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, is spoken to every man by the Father. In your communication with the indwelling God, first know who and what you are in God, and who and what God is in you. Then come boldly to the throne of grace. The Bible says come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in the time of need. But here again, I uh, don't advise you to come boldly to the throne of grace.
Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem L., here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. Man, how are you guys doing out there? This is my second show for the day. We did the Brothers Hill show. We talked about a lot of things. Go check it out. Go check out the show. It's, uh, it is on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We might have to change the time because one of the brothers lives in Belgium, and you know that's late for him. It's like 11 o'clock there, so and plus you know he gets up early, so we might have to change it. But for right now, it's 4 p.m. Eastern time. I'll announce it if it changes. Um, so we had a great week last week. We took some photos um, for our big day on the 15th. Some free photos. They came out really nice. Actually, I thought it was going to be a few weeks before we got them, but we got them within a couple of days. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, maybe I'll share one photo with you guys. Yeah, I'll share one for you. Let me see. Let me pick a good one. Well, they're all good. Let me see. Let me see what I want to share. Uh, I'll share this one. This one is cool. Let's give y'all a glimpse into my into my life. There it is. That's the one of the photos. That that photographer, she was awesome. You wouldn't even believe what where the background is, but I ain't gonna tell y'all. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Look at me looking sharp there. That's looking beautiful as ever. She looked she looked like she's um um, from them, one of them Asian tribes, Asian Indians. Um, there you go. That's enough. I will, once I, I put this thing together for our intro to our show that we do on Friday. No, we didn't do one Friday. I was exhausted. Um, the Our Journey show, that's on Friday. Um, that show, that's on Sunday. Uh, the Independent Thinkers show. By the way, let's, let's, let's play her commercial real quick. And I'll come right back. There you go. There you have it. Homeschoolguide.com. Go there. If you want to homeschool your children, you know, just look around, get a consultation on how you're going to homeschool. Go to that website uh, so you can get informed about educating your child. One of the worst things that happened to us as a people in this country is the educational system. We bought into an educational system that we thought was for our good and actually harmed us. 
They didn't teach us the things we need. They teach us, they taught us the things they wanted us to have so that they can have better control of our minds and our children's minds. We sent our children into the camp to be programmed, to be workers, to, to, to get, get into the rat race. Let's be we didn't pro- they weren't programmed to have their own business, to be entrepreneurs, you see? So, um, yeah, so go to homeschool.guide.com. Also, I got to give a shout-out to uh, Wolf's Main Bed Care. This is one of the, this is the, the oil, the bed oil. I like the smell of this. I, I use the... Uh, cream also, but I like, you know, this is the oil for the beard. Um, they have other brands on there. Actually, um, I know I have their commercial here. Here it is right here. That is Whoops Main Beard Care. That's a beard oil onyx. Um, I should get that. If you if you're growing a beard, very good. And it's got all natural products in it. Uh, jojoba oil, vitamin E, apricot, kernel oil, hemp seed, grape seed, olive oil, eucalyptus oil. Good stuff. And good people. All right, I think that's uh, I think it's Wolf's Main. It is Wolf's Main Beard Go there and check them out. Um, yeah, so we took pictures last week. Man, I didn't realize that they, you know, I took a couple of hours in and out. Man, that thing was all day. Got there at one o'clock. We didn't finish till about seven seven thirty. So you got to take the pictures. She took us to a couple of places to few places to take the pictures. Then after you take those pictures, you take the pictures you want. So, um, man, <laughs> I didn't realize that I had fun doing it, though. It was, it was fun. Um, man, maybe let me show you. Maybe I'll find it. Let me see if I get another shot. Another good picture. Let's see. Uh, Oh, this is a good one. Let's see this shit. Another shot. This was inside the studio. There it is. That's the other one. I'm I'm happy to say I am happy with her work. There you go. That's just some of it. So, anyway, if you want to talk to me, 563-999-3615, press the 1 on Blog Talk. If you got questions or anything like that. Uh, what else I got to talk about now? Oh, American National Trucking Company is in effect. We're getting that off the ground. Uh, I'm excited about that. American National Trucking. That's out. That's the... The, the new company. Um, 
me and another brother, we're partners to do that. It's good to work with someone uh, who, who's got the same ambition as you, that knows when they see an opportunity and move forward in it. They don't have, you know, sometimes the reason why, and this is going to segue right into what I'm talking about, you're too comfortable to be successful. You are too comfortable to be successful. That's the title of the show today. You cannot be successful being comfortable in the position that you're in. And that's the issue with uh, with us today. We are too comfortable watching TV, doing everything else that has nothing to do with us building our prosperity for our families. And I'm talking to the men mostly, but women, you can listen. Because you guys want to build wealth too. But men, if you're talking about being alphas and leaders in your family, you should be seeking every opportunity to grow and to build yourself and your financial, uh, your, your financial health. If you are happy making $15 an hour, working these jobs where someone controls your time, then I say you're too comfortable to be successful. You might consider $15 an hour a success. $15 an hour do not take care of a family. $20 an hour don't make, take care of a family. Whenever you got a job and you're, and you're on an hourly wage, you're not making enough. Your money that you're earning should be, by the way, thanks for the support and the cash apps. It's just going on for over here. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Thank you. Um, if you're making, what was I saying, $15, $20, if you're making an hourly wage, you're not making enough to support yourself. Comf- I mean, where you can just take off and do what you want. You're not. It takes, like, it takes six figures or more to live comfortably. I mean, like, not just 100 grand. I mean, it takes 150, 200, 300. You know, if you have a family of four, that's $300,000 a year you need to be making. To live comfortable. Yeah, I know I'm setting that bar really high. And the reason why I set it high because I know that you have the power to do it. And to some people, $300,000 a year is not, not, not enough. But, you know, for the sake of this conversation, $300,000. You should be striving to make that kind of money, especially if you have children. Because I'm telling you, when you have children, they have needs. The older they get, the more things they're getting into that you got to pay for. If you want to drive a nice vehicle, you know, have a nice home, that's what you need. I know that not everybody's making that, that, you know, 
a small percentage of the population is making that. And the only reason why the small percentage of the population is making that is because they were taught to be comfortable. Just make enough. Just get through these hard years of working your, 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 your life away so you can retire and get this fixed income. But you already want a fixed income anyway. If you're making an hour hourly wage, that's a fixed income. So you're gonna live on a fixed income in your in your in your young younger days, and then when you get older, you're gonna get on another fixed income. That's the programming you've been given to existence. And I'm telling you, you're gonna to have to if you want real prosperity, you're gonna to have to chuck all of that stuff and put it in the trash. Because that's not success. Success is when you own your time. When you, when you're on vacation and money is rolling into your bank account while you're enjoying a vacation, that's financial success. Can you walk away from your job and continue to make money? And not worry about, oh, I got this bill coming, stuff like that. Most people can't do that. Why? Because they have become too comfortable to be successful. They're comfortable. Oh, I got this job. You know, I got a what you call uh, uh, guaranteed income or secure. What is that? You know, guarantee or guaranteed money when it comes to a job. And I'm telling you, it's not nothing's guaranteed, and these jobs are becoming obsolete more and more. Do you realize that all of this shakeup about vaccines and stuff? These are these companies testing how many people they can hire or or employ and get away with it and keep their businesses running. Yeah. This is they testing. Okay, everybody, all these employees jumping on board. If you don't do this, we're going to do this. They know some people are not going to do it. They're thinning, they're thinning the bottom line. And it, it, the, the easiest thing to control is employees. That's the, one of the easiest expenses that they can control. Get rid of an employee or allow an employee to quit. And these jobs are letting you know is my way or the highway. So I'm saying, won't you make it your way? Stop being comfortable with these people. Stop, you know, accepting these low wages, fifteen, twenty dollars, twenty-five dollars an hour. Stop expect, accepting that. You're better than that. You were not put here for somebody to determine your labor for fifteen, twenty dollars an hour. And some of y'all are making a lot lower than that. Is that how you want to look back on your life? You know, I, I work for this meager hourly wage. That's how you want to look at things? Is that what you want for yourself? That's what you want to look back and tell your grandchildren, your children, this is what I'm doing? You okay with that? Fellas, you okay with not having enough? Are you okay with looking at your children and they want something you can't buy because you, you can't afford it and you got to, you know, 
make a decision. Is that are you okay with that? You know, what makes me happy is going on vacations and seeing my seeing my children having a good time while we're on a nice vacation. Or my family. That's what makes me happy. Us doing things together and we're having a good time and after we do them, we're not in debt because we did it. We're not worrying about paying a bill. Or can't afford to pay a bill. It's it's a it's a it's a relieving feeling. It's a very good feeling to be able to go somewhere, come back, and everything as it was when you left. You're not struggling to make up for the money that you spent on your vacation. Why? Because it's just rolling in. And you know, I always say it all starts with the mind, your thoughts. You have to believe in yourself. You have to know that you are good enough, powerful enough to create as much money in your life as you want. You have that power. If no one has ever told you, I'm telling you, everyone listening to my voice tonight has the power to do whatever they want. If you can see it in your mind, you can make it happen. The true God that makes things happen for you is your consciousness, your thoughts, your belief system. You have to expand. Look at what you're making now and say, listen, this is not enough. I need more. You know what I'm saying? I want more. And it's okay to want more. Don't let, don't let everybody tell you that money isn't everything. Well, let them believe that lie. Because money in this world means a lot. You can't do anything good or positive without money. You can't help people without money. You can't have a charity without money. You can't make a difference without money. And having no money in this current system leads to nothing but stress, and aggravation, and money problems is the number, one of the number one causes of breakups in families because you don't have enough. And the only reason why you don't have enough because you are thinking or in the mindset or in the energy field of lack. It's all about your thoughts. I know sometimes you want to start something, get a business going, get some type of uh, um, program going, and then you, you go to do it and you meet a little opposition. It seems a little difficult, getting slow going, and you, you want to default back to that old position. That's just programming, trying to take back over that old program and trying to take back over. But you have to fight through that. So that's where the uh, not being comfortable. It's an uncomfortable feeling pursuing your your own dreams because that's a, a the field of the unknown for you. That's you don't know how it's going to turn. You know, people are going to like my product. People going to like me. You have all these concerns, but see, you know, if you just sign off on a a job application, they say, "Yeah, I like you." 
you can have the job. You know what? That's that's easy to accept that. That's being comfortable, and you you're not going to be successful being comfortable. No success in that. There is no success in being comfortable. Striving and doing more, there's always a certain level of discomfort because it's things are changing rapidly. You have to keep up with the industry. Like what I do, you know, we were doing the shows on Blog Talk. I said, wait a minute. I gotta. I have to change things up. I have to get on YouTube and do more live video. And that was a good decision. And guess what? A lot of the other groups follow suit in there and they copying it. Somebody emailed me last night, hey, man, they, 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 they listening to your show. They're saying exactly what you say. They wasn't talking like that before. Good for them. Good. I'm teaching everybody. As long as they're giving out the truth, I have no problem with copycats. I don't even care if they give me credit or not. That's how people are. They, they do their thing. You know, it's all right. I don't get upset about that. I see... You have to be like me. You have to be comfortable in what you're doing, and you have to know that you are a trailblazer, meaning you create the path for others to follow. And that's what I'm promoting today. You be the trailblazer for your family to pursue prosperity and extreme wealth, breaking generational curses when it comes to money. When you're setting up these trusts and you're Got all these accounts going on. You know, today I was watching a video on uh, Instagram, and it was, uh, I think it was Lab Bible, and he was interviewing an older gentleman, and they were talking about buying a car versus lease. And the, the guy said, man, I've, over the last 12 years, I haven't bought a car, I just leased them. And he, they were Rose voices. He said he didn't lease them in his name, he leased them in his corporation's name. Something to think about. So a lease, whatever, average lease about three years. You turn the car back in or you sell it. And he kept doing that over and over. And that's a, that right there is, an, uh, is the way he gets his money back because he writes that expense off because the corporation owns it. I remember hearing Grant Cardone talk about that buying a jet. I forgot how much that jet was, but it was millions. Just to get a tax credit and not only do that, create a tax credit for the net following year. See, we haven't been taught how to transact business on that level. We've just been taught, get a job, get education, get a job. That's it. And that's bad information. That's bad advice. That's bad advice. Way bad. How I know it's bad, just look around. Everybody's doing that. And look with it. And everybody has the same story. Man, I'm just trying to get by. I'm trying to make it. I got oh, I hate this job. And that brings me to another point. For years people complained about the jobs how much they hated it. And they had a perfect opportunity in twenty twenty to switch the game up for their family because they were forced to stay home. And a lot of people wasted that time complaining about not being able to work. They used that time to become a victim 
or feel victim, feel like a victim. Oh, they don't give me work. And then the government threw you all some, through some people that, that money, and they figured they'd just stay home and just collect the check. All that stuff, all of that stuff comes to an end, and once it comes to an end, what do you do after that? See? You're too comfortable to be successful. See, you became comfortable with the government giving you a handout. Some people did that. They just sat home. And, 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 and people were like, well, we can't find anybody because nobody will work. It was short. The Uber drivers. Why drive a Uber when I'm getting a check? That's cool. I can make more money than Uber. But the problem with doing that is when you're not out there hustling or making, trying to make your bread, you get comfortable and lazy, and you develop more bad habits that keep you from being in a prosperity mindset. See, you cannot get comfortable sitting around taking days or, you know, just laying in the bed, getting up, watching TV. You're not going to be productive that way, and you're going to get used to that. By the way, get them likes up. Make them more say, get the likes up. You're going to get used to all of that. That's not cool. Yeah, it feels good. Hey, I ain't got to do anything. I'm taking a break. But when, if your finances is not to the point where you're leaving something behind for your family that they can live off for, the, for their generation, then you, you don't have time to rest, fellas. You don't have time. And I know some of y'all's conditions with the child support killing y'all. Y'all, y'all don't have time to take a break. You don't. You got to hustle. And you hustle for yourself, for your own uh, desires and, and for your feeling that, hey, I did this. I made this happen. I broke this this bondage, this, this poverty uh Prison. Peace. See what's going on in chat. Aren't y'all tired of that? Thank you uh, to everyone who has sent a donation. Thank you, thank you. Uh, let let me call them out. Alice, Alice, thank you. Uh, who else? There's a few of you guys. John G. L. Bay, as always, and then Curtis Williams. Thanks. Thanks for those donations. All everything counts. This 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 station costs money to run, and I appreciate the support. Um stop being comfortable. Comfortable is not a good thing, especially when when you're not where you want to be. Work hard now. Stay up late. You know what? You know what it took to get all of this information that I know now. I, I stayed up late. You know, early in the morning, reading, 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 going over stuff. Sometimes I now I don't stay up this late, but I, I sometimes I feel like I need to get back into that. So there you have it. Don't get comfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable in a good way. Pursuing your dreams, and make sure it's something that you love to do, that you enjoy to do. You know, 
When I, you know, my plan is to get 10 companies that I can invest in and at least get 10% of that company so that I can have 100%, total 100% of 10 companies. You know, that's my goal. And let that person run the business. It's your business. Just give me 10% for me helping you get into it. See, you become successful by helping others. And see, once you get to a certain, um, thanks, Steve Johnson, for the donation. Uh, once you get to a certain level of consciousness, you start saying, wait a minute. You get to a several level of consciousness where you, you make things easier for yourself. You realize that making money is not about physical labor. It's all about mental work, mind work. Like Reverend Ike said, it's all about the mind science. This is where the money comes from, right out of here. This is, the amount of money you have in your bank account is a direct reflection of your thoughts on what you believe you should have. That's where it's coming from. Nowhere else. So if you have a lot of money in your bank account, that's a direct reflection of you think abundance. If you have very little, you're thinking on very little. You're thinking things like, man, I hope I have enough. I think I, I, I look like I'm going to come up short. You're, you're preaching that stuff. You're calling that stuff out. Same thing with problems. When you're having problems and they're showing up in your life, you're, you're, you're dwelling on that, and they're showing up. You think they're just happening. No, they're not. They're showing up because you're calling that to you. Somebody's asking, if I'm a national, not a citizen, do I still have to follow federal, state, and local laws when employing others, especially those that are not national? Uh, You're a private corporation and you hire who you want, but you can't discriminate. You got to, if you're going to be a person who's going to hire people, it doesn't have anything to do with you not being a national. Your corporation, your company needs to follow the Constitution and be fair and just, no matter what their national status is. So what you're going to do, you're just going to hire, you're going to go looking, oh, I'm only hiring nationals. You can, if you know that many nationals out there that live near you and want to work for you. The only person that you really need to be concerned with about being a national is yourself. What other people are, as long as they can do a good job, because not all nationals are going to be able to do a good job for you. You might be somebody that's not a national. That's that's the to hire somebody long as that that person can do the job that you want them to do. That should be your main priority, and they're reliable and dependable and honest. Whether they are national or not, that's okay. But those are the main criteria for hiring people. Yeah, somebody said the IRS doesn't exist, may not exist because all the main buildings is closed and boarded up completely. I've heard that 
uh, seen a couple of videos, but the media, the news media is making it like it's all still running. Somebody, oh, you're talking about the tax laws. Uh, if you hire them as a contractor, let them be responsible for their own taxes. But if you're going to be a W-2 employee, giving them W-9s, you got to follow those laws. Yes. 1099 them, don't hire them as employee. Give them 1099. Say, I'm giving you a straight track. What you work for is what you what I give you. Uh, you take care of the taxes yourself. Or you deal with that. Call in 563-999-3615. Oh, with your comments, concerns, questions. Uh, I know I'm not teaching a whole lot on the air with Remedy. I haven't been motivated to do it lately. I'm only motivated to do it in the private groups. A lot of the stuff, the information I have, they've already changed the passport application. And now, I hope y'all went and got those passport applications for the post office that I told you about a few weeks ago. Because now they're giving out the new applications at the post office. So I better make a mad dash. Even if you got your passport done, you need to go get that application. Have them. Yeah, man. They setting they setting up for something. They changed the application, took the accident conditions out. Well, they didn't take them out, they just changed the wording of it. And Somebody keep coming in the, in the room talking about be a state set. I, I kicked them out of blocking. Become a state national and all of this stuff, you know, jumping ahead. Go somewhere else with that nonsense. You know, I don't teach y'all to be state national. Teach y'all to be an American national. You don't want to be a state national. The states are the ones who sold y'all out in the first place to the feds. They're the ones that gave you up. All these rules that they're following, these laws, is based off federal guidelines, federal statutes. Yeah. Um, Let's see, who's on the line? Let's see, let's shout out to Karen Israel. She said, happy Tuesday. Then she also said, show earlier was a great show. Thanks, appreciate it. You know, we're still getting it off the ground. I got to create an intro for it. Oh, but thank you for supporting. Curtis Williams, P. C. King Bay, 75816. P. I see people on blogs, but they ain't got their hands up. So I guess they don't want nothing. Stephanie Johnson, Robert A.C., Mexican more indigenous knowledge. See, no need to apologize. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a show. They just, like, my whole screen went green. My computer shut down. And we were like, dang. They don't want the brothers to get together and talk about nothing. Nothing. Scramble back in. I said, I got to start doing my rituals before the show. Protect it. Um, all right. If y'all want to call in, 
Y'all gonna let me do a short show? I already did a show earlier, so I'm ready to go home, Chip. <laughs> let me see. What can I talk about today? What can I talk about? I can tell you this. If y'all in the membership, y'all in for a treat. Y'all in for y'all 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 gonna you know when I release this information that I got um that I've been saying I've had it for a while it's just I gotta put it all together and organize it when I release this corporate how to set your corporations up properly to protect you and um, minimize your tax liabilities and stuff like that I've already showed y'all how to set up y'all churches. Some of y'all set up a church. Showed y'all that you don't need a 501c3. The Lord says you can set up a church without it. But I told you where to put it and what to, how to connect your trust to it. Shoot. Make it, you know, how to make your house your trust. Why are you guys not doing that? So, I mean, if you read the Bible, they didn't go to church every week like that. They was home in their hometown. They did their practices in their hometown, and then once a weird year they traveled for the festivals. So what were they doing in the hometown? So that means your home should be your church, your holy ground. That should be your temple, your synagogue, your home. The church building is an extension of your home. That's where you go to fellowship with uh, like-minded folks. The church is not the building. The church is the people. Like in that movie, uh, The Avengers, I think, you know, in, uh, in Thor of Ragnarok, it said, ask God is a people, not a place. Your church is, is, is a people, not a place. Your synagogue is a people, not a place. Your temple, your mosque. Is a people, not a place. How come you can't set up your belief system to make your house the holy ground? Why won't you do that? No, you don't do that because they taught you not to do that. They taught you, oh, come here, come to this place. This is where you, you, you the only holy and sanctified place to be. And while you're at it, let me get in your pocket. If I already have an EIM, am I able to get another or change the one I currently Changing the one you currently have, I don't know about that, but you can always get another EIM in the same name as the one before. You don't think there's people in this country with the same name as your company name? Some people got the same, but they're in different states. So, yeah, they give you EIM on that. 563-999-3615 if you got a question or comment. Might as well put a consultation. Y'all better get your consultations out this week because next week I'm not doing any. None. No consult. I've already blocked it off. So if you got it, you want to talk, get it set up this week. Because I got you know, sometimes I feel like I need a break. 
and I do, but I don't take them because I have this. I, this is this is. I still got goals to meet, and I can't slow down now. I cannot slow down now. Cannot. And you should be saying the same thing. You cannot slow down now because you got a generational curse to break. Poverty generational curse. Make it a commitment. We're going into the new year. That reminds me. We have um, the New Year's ritual coming up. I am thinking about doing something really special with that day. Um. But I need to start making plans now because we're already in October. This year's over, man. It's October, November. It's over. 2020 is done with. Hopefully 2022 we can get a break from all the hysteria and pandemonium that they're creating out there. Aren't you thankful that you survived all of this nonsense? You're still here. And if you're still here, that means you can still achieve your goals. Despite all of the, you know, the the, the, the the stuff that's going on in the news and the craziness going on, you are you are still here. That means you still have opportunity. That means you can do it. I know you can, but do you believe it? Do you believe you can do it? See, me, my belief in you is nothing compared to your belief in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You got to stop telling yourself or giving yourself a ton of excuses on why you can't do something. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not your children. That's the reason. It is you are the reason why you're not doing it. Take responsibility. You can achieve it. Somebody said they went to uh, Washington, D.C., all the main buildings are closed. It's been like that all year, y'all. Those little buildings have been closed all year. White House, all that, has been closed, shut down. Uh, them videos they're showing like that at the White House, they're not a, they're in a studio. <laughs> they are in a studio. And another thing I want to make you aware of, if you notice, you're going into the stores, they, uh, they, uh, the shelves are, uh, are looking kind of bare in a lot of areas. That's because, you know, trucks, is, you know, they, the, the, the supplies are out on the barges on the, on the water, not being able to get in. The truckers are not being able to deliver. There's something going on. They're just leaving just enough in the stores for you to buy. What is happening? Are you ready? Remember, I did a video. Y'all better start buying them canned goods, like them canned tunas, canned chicken, canned salmon. Oh, they last on the shelf for a good while for you. You know, I know canned foods is not the greatest, but 
Dolphin and Death ain't the greatest either, so pick pick take your choice. So it ain't gonna hurt their whole you know, start stocking up on some things. Things are looking real suspect out there. Very suspect. And start paying attention. But do not get off your focus in your dreams. It still is a lot of money. And every economic collapse, there's always millionaires being made. Some people go down and other people just go on on, go all the way up. Yeah. Be, be on the watch. You know, buy a little bit here, buy a little bit there. Somebody said he's trying to, DJ B said he's trying to create his own fish farm. Okay, cool. You need a lot of tank for that. Can you hear me? Oh, wow. Hold on. All right. All right, sound like I'm back. Can y'all hear me? My uh just having all day. Things just going off, shutting down. My my whole uh board was turned off. I had to turn it back on. So y'all should be able to hear me now. All right, eight oh six. Okay, let's look at the phone line. Nobody. A couple of people, but no hands up. Hey, thank you. Give me the, the rest of the night off. I might come back later this week uh, with some some teaching. Somebody said, is it necessary to file a DBA for your ministry in the state you reside as well as any other state you can uh, Yes, you need to put that in the in in the uh, file that down at the county. If you're going to be doing business because you don't want anybody to take your name, so yes, it is necessary to file that DBA of the church. That's all you need to do. You don't have to register with the secretary of state. Go down to the register of deed for your state and just record it. Yeah. You know what? I might be able to look up mine. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Show you what mine looks like. If I can pull it up. No, that's not what I want. NC Secretary. Just put code. You got to go there and file it. Uh, let's see. They make it hard to find. Yeah, one day I'll do a show. Show you all my stuff. Uh, I have a question of you. Are you familiar with the SF95 form? What is that form? SF95. Why is somebody coming on here asking me about Jonah? How about you go over to Jonah Chandler and ask him? 
I don't work with Jonah. Um, I think he's a better person to answer that question. Uh, what was that about the SF95? That seemed like a claim of damage, injury, or death. No, I'm not familiar with doing anything like that. No, sir. No, no, no. I don't know anything about SF75. I don't teach that. Looks like GSA bonds. I already told you all about GSA bonds and how dangerous they could be. Uh, did I get an email? What email? When did you send the email? When did you send it? Did you send it tonight? I probably got it. I just haven't been able to look at it. But I don't see any emails on here. No, no. Let's see. No, I don't see an email. DJB. When did you send it? Okay, who's got this consultation? No, sir. Unless you sent it last week sometime. You told me something you sent last week? No email, GJB Thunder. Oh, you sent it last week. Well, if you sent it last week, then I got it. I just don't. Um... Yeah, that was something with the yeah the um, the marriage thing and with the case on there. You know what? That's a good thing to talk about. So I might not get a chance to talk about it next week. Yeah, I got that one from last week. If that's what you're talking about. Um, good information you sent me, though. Um, okay, I think that was in my Proton mail account. That's a good thing to talk about. Thank you. Um, before I go, I'll, I'll drop it on you that you don't really need a license, and they got case law to support that. Okay. Court case. Yeah, he sent it on the 29th. I got it. I got it, bro. Uh, and the court case is Trapasso versus Lewis. Let's see. Okay, here's the court case. It is. Right. Oh, they even got some y'all need to see this one. I think thanks for reminding me about this. It looks like I'm not getting off after all. 
Let me share this with y'all. Yeah. All right, right there is the this is a case where I think the wife died and the trustee for her trust tried to and this was actually this year. Uh it says here two thousand three Walt Trog, Regina and Thomas Kramer were purportedly married by a religious marriage ceremony. I told you guys that y'all could do that, right? Though they never obtained a marriage license, the couple subsequently purchased the condominium unit as tenants by the, by the entireties. In 2015, Regina executed a deed conveying her interest in the property to the Waltraud Regina Living Trust. After Regina's death in 2016, appellate Victoria Trapasso, as substitute trustee of the trust, filed a petition to quiet title of the property. They should try to take the property from the husband. Um, essentially requesting a declaration that the trust owned 50% of the property because Regina and Kramer were never validly married. The circuit court for Anne Arundel County determined that Regina and Kramer were validly married and accordingly that Kramer was the sole owner of the property by virtue of the tenant by the entirety's deed. Trapasso timely appealed and presents the following question. Were Kramer and Regina legally married so that Walter and Regina lacked the legal capacity to convey her interest in the real property at issue? Applying longstanding Maryland precedent, we conclude that Regina and Kramer were validly married and shall therefore affirm. Factual procedural background. Kramer died on June 21, 2020. The personal representative of his estate was substituted as a Pele on July 31, 2020. By two separate deeds, Regina and Kramer acquired as tenants by the entireties a condominium unit in Wintergreen Condominium Associates as well as LC Garage Space 306 and GC Storage Unit. We shall simply refer to both conveniences as the property or the condominium. Oh. My bad. Agreement and, per- agreement and participated in a religious wedding ceremony. Their failure to obtain a marriage license at the center of this appeal. We reprint the marriage agreement. The parties executed on September 28, 2003. They even got an a, a agreement in here. If you guys want to do it, you can follow this. In the presence of God and of the hereinafter named witness, I, Thomas E. Kramer, do take Walter and Regina to be my lawful wedded wife. And I do promise to love, honor, and obey to support her, be always faithful, cherish, hold, and care for her in sickness and in health until death do part. We do part. And in the presence of God and of and of the hereinafter named witnesses, I, Walter and Regina, do take Thomas E. Kramer to be my lawful wedded husband. And I do promise to love, honor, and obey to support him. Be always faithful, cherish, hold, and care for him in sickness and in health until death we do part. I, Thomas E. Kramer, do recognize and hold these aforementioned marriage vows to be binding on me in the same way any civil marriage license civil or religious church ceremony would be. 
I do also recognize and concede that Walter Regina has the same rights as if he were bound as husband and wife by civil marriage license and civil or religious church ceremony. And I, Walter Regina, do recognize and hold these aforementioned marriage vows to be binding on me in the same way any civil marriage license, civil or religious church ceremony would be. I do also recognize and concede that Thomas E. Kramer has the same rights as if he were bound as husband and wife by civil marriage license, civil or religious church ceremony. By the signing of this marriage agreement and the taking and holding of the aforewritten vows, we the undersigned bride and groom in the presence of Almighty God and of the undersigned witnesses do declare ourselves to be husband and wife. Four attesting witnesses signed the marriage agreement. The Reverend Robert S. Lewisell, Senior of St. Paul's Anglican Church in Annapolis, officiated the marriage ceremony and signed a certification that Virginia and Kramer were joined together in the holy state of matrimony on September 28, 2003, in Crownsville, Maryland. The couple subsequently purchased that tenants by entirety, a condominium unit known as 8612 Wintergreen Court, Unit 306, Odenton, Maryland. On March 4, 2015, Regina executed a deed conveying her interest in the property to Walter Regina Living Trust. Regina established the trust in 1998 before meeting Kramer. The trust, a revocable trust, designated Regina as its initial, initial trustee. An amendment to the trust in 2014 named Tra- Traposo Regina's daughter from a prior marriage as the first successful trustee upon Regina's death or incapacity. Regina also executed a last will and testament in 2014 designating Traposo as personal representative and bequeathing all of Regina's probate estate to the trust. Kramer is not mentioned in either the trust instrument or the will. Interesting. Regina died on June 18, 2016, and was buried with her husband, her first husband. Huh? On August 10, 2016, Kramer executed a confirmatory deed in which he recited that Regina purportedly conveyed her interest in, in the rock, the rock derogation of her interest in property as a tenant by the entirety. The confirmatory deed further recited that as a result of Regina's death, Kramer was vested with sole title to the property as the surviving tenant by the entirety. Trapasso, as substitute trustee, filed a petition to acquire title and for sale in lieu of partition of real property in order to discharge proceeds seeking a declaration that the trust owned 50% of the property. Kramer filed an answer to the petition disputing validity of the March 4, 2015 deed conveying Regina's interest in the property to the trust. Sounds like she did all this behind the back. A bench trial took place on September 21, 2018. No live testimony was presented. The parties agreed to submit their cases based on proffers and extensive documentary evidence at which was admitted without objection. The court received the deposition, testimony of Reverend LaSalle, an ordained priest of Anglican Church, Reverend LaSalle verified that he presided over the September 28, 2003 marriage ceremony in accordance with precepts of the church. He noted that he had known the couple for approximately seven years before they approached him about getting married. In addition to the deeds at issue, the trust documents 
and Regina's last will and testament, the parties submitted evidence bearing on whether Regina considered herself to be married to Kramer. That evidence includes documents verifying that Regina was receiving Social Security benefits based on her first marriage and that she maintained accounts with Verizon, AT&T, as well as bank accounts solely in her name. Regina also represented to the Internal Revenue Service that she was single. On the other hand, there was evidence presented that Regina co-signed an order loan with Kramer and held a joint checking account with him. Circuit Court determined that Regina and Kramer were validly married under marital law by virtue of their religious wedding held on September 28, 2003. So the court, even though they didn't get a license, said that they were validly married because they did it with their church and they signed the contract. Remember what the Constitution says, they cannot abridge private contract, your right to private contract. I've been telling y'all that. You know, in doing so, the court found that the marriage agreement and related documents included almost every component of what might utilize their preparation of a marriage. So you can't just do a religious ceremony. You have to document it like they did and have witnesses. That's all it takes. So this shows you don't need a marriage license. According to the court declared in, in valid, Regina's deed conveying her interest in the property to the trust include that Kramer became the sole owner of the property upon Regina's death. The court entered its order on October 28, 2018, from which her pastor in her capacity as substitute trustee timely appealed. We are asked to answer a straightforward question where Regina and Kramer validly married under marriage Maryland law, despite having never obtained a marriage license as required by Section 2-401 of the Family Article Law Article. Because Maryland precedent requires us to answer yes to that question, we hold that Regina Z. purported to convey her interest in the property to trust was a nullity. We begin with some basic principles of real property law. A tenancy by the entirety may only be held by a married couple. Young v. Young, v. 7, Maryland, Appell, Pellet, Pills, 211-216-1977. If the marriage is dissolved through divorce or annulment or is, or is otherwise invalid, the parties would instead hold the property as tenants in common or joint tenants. In a tenancy by the entirety, one spouse generally may not act alone to convey an interest in the property. The other spouse must assent to the conveyance of the real property article. This is in contrast to tenancies in common and joint tenancies, which allow a single tenant to convey his or her interest in a property without permission. So basically, you cannot, based on the law of your state, you cannot convey a property into a trust without the other one's consent, if you're married. Okay. Thus, if Regina Kramer were married, Regina's March 4, 2015 deed conveying her share of the property to the trust without Kramer's assent was invalid. Professor argued that Regina Kramer were not validly married because Family Law Article Section 2-401A and 2-406E required parties to obtain a marriage license before marriage. Maryland Code 1984 and all those other numbers of the Family Law Article Professor averes that because a couple cannot create a common law marriage in Maryland, a marriage license is a prerequisite for a valid marriage. 
Kramer responds that applicable case law clearly holds that a ceremonial marriage without a license is sufficient to constitute a valid marriage in Maryland. He claims that Florida Section 2-401 creates criminal liability for marrying without a license, but does not notify the marriage itself because the statute is in derogation of the common law and does not explicitly state that such a marriage is void. Section 2-401 of the Family Law Article states in its entirety, an individual may not marry in the state without a license issued by the clerk for the county in which the marriage is performed. B, any individual who violates the section gives a misdemeanor and or conviction is subject to a fine of $100. Section 246 of the Family Law addresses the requirements to perform a marriage ceremony. It states, in pertinent part, an individual may not perform a marriage ceremony without a license that is effective under this subtitle. An individual who violates the provision of this subsection is guilty of a misdemeanor and on conviction is subject to fine not exceeding $500. The Court of Appeals articulated the principles of statutory interpretation. In statutory interpretation, our primary goal also is to, is also to discern the legislative purpose, the ends to be accomplished, or the evils to be remedied by a particular provision, be it statutory, constitutional, part of the rules. I better listen carefully. We begin our analysis by first looking to the normal, plain meaning of the language of the statute. Reading the statute as whole to ensure that no word, clause, sentence, or phrase is rendered so surplusage or superfluous, superfluous, and I'm tongue-tied, meaningless or nugatory. Further, an interpretation should be given to the statutory provisions that does not lead to absurd consequences. So basically they're saying if, when a law is created, it shouldn't cause harm. You know, it, it shouldn't be a law that, you know, restricts your rights. So, further in, an interpretation should be given to the statutory provision that does not lead to absurd consequences. If the language of the statute is clear and unambiguous, we need not look beyond the statute provisions and our analysis ends if, however, the language is subject to more than one interpretation. Or when the terms are ambiguous, when it is part of a larger statutory scheme, it is ambiguous, and we endeavor to resolve that ambiguity by looking to the statute's legislative history, case law, statutory purpose, as well as the structure of the statute. Even in instances when the language is unambiguous, it is useful to review legislative history of the statute to confirm that interpretation and to eliminate another version of legislative intent alleged to be latent in the language. Additionally, statutes in derogation of the common law are strictly construed, and it is not to be presumed that legislature, by creating a statute, intended to make an alteration to the common law other than what has been specified and plainly pronounced. Therefore, statutes related to the validity of marriage are merely directory unless the statute clearly indicates a legislative intention to nullify such marriage. There is an ambiguity within a statute when there is two or more reasonable alternative interpretations of the statute. The plain language of FL Section 
401 could reasonably be read as either declaring unlicensed marriage invalid or therefore void abudicio or merely encouraging licensure through the creation of a misdemeanor punishable by fine without nullifying the underlying marriage. So basically, they're saying it's a violation to marry without a license, but it doesn't necessarily nullify the marriage if you did it. That's really what this is saying. Because the statute is ambiguous, we must look outside its plain language to determine whether an unlicensed marriage is valid. Fortunately, this particular question of statutory interpretation has been resolved in prior cases, most notably over 100 years ago in Feely. For background, we note the difference between a common law marriage and a ceremonial marriage. It is well settled that a common law marriage may not be created in marriage. However, the phrase common law marriage is often misused. The phrase common law marriage refers specifically to one form when a couple agree to be married, hold themselves out to be married, and cohabit as married couple without participating in a formal ceremony. These actions by themselves have never been recognized as forming a marriage in Maryland. So what they're saying is if you just get together and say we're married without doing a ceremony, then that's not recognized. But these people did a full-on ceremony. The common law of England recognized other, another type of marriage, a ceremonial marriage, that is, one solemnized by a religious ceremony. Ceremonial marriage was the only type of marriage ever recognized under Maryland's common law, either as a colony or as a state. With this background in mind, we turn to the case law that controls the resolution of this case. In Feely, the parties were married in 1891 and divorced in 1896. In 1915, they reunited and without first obtaining a marriage license, participated in a religious ceremony where the parties understood that the priest was officiating there in order that they might live together in lawful wedlock. Approximately a year later, the wife filed a complaint for divorce seeking alimony and division of property. The husband's defense was based upon the theory that the parties were not lawfully remarried. The relevant statute provided that no person within the state shall be joined in marriage until a license shall have been obtained from the clerk of circuit court for the county in which the marriage is to be performed. The husband therefore contended that the failure to secure a marriage license rendered the marriage void. In determining the validity of the marriage, the court considered the purpose of the licensing statute as it, as it related to the common law. Um, under marriage, Maryland's common law, a religious ceremony in celebration of civil contract was sufficient to make the marriage lawful. There you go. I don't even think I have to read this anymore. That's enough. I don't read enough. I don't read the whole except for two pages of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, there you go. Might still be something. Uh, oh. Yeah. All right, somebody send me a text. So, there y'all got it. Y'all don't need a marriage like long as y'all get a contract, sign it, go and um, do your do you uh, get somebody to marry you? I, you know, I have the credentials to do it. 
Uh, those containing trailers may be loaded with weapons inside those ships. Oh. Oh. You know, I am agents and words spread like fire. They talking about weapons inside it? Really, Maxim? Weapons for who? Yeah, so there you got it. No licenses required. Just do your own ceremony if you don't want to get the license, you know. But if you want to get the license, do that too. It's up to you. Alpha Majestic said he loves the channel. Thank you. Thank you. What do you mean by this, uh, these container ships out there? The word spread like fires in our community. They're just sitting out there doing what? What the weapons are for? All right, y'all. It's 8.33. Let me see. Let's go back to blog talk. Still nobody got their hand up. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to shut it down. Uh, send the whole process of mass with two witnesses on their religious belief. Well, these people have four witnesses, so, in their situation. Well, with that being said, y'all, y'all have a good night. Peace, prosperity, extreme wealth to everybody. And I am going to turn it in. <laughs> <laughs>